Welcome back to Launch Chats. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to handle situations with non-co-founders when you discuss the startup before actually launching. So let's get into it. So today's question comes from Anonymous. Ooh. Um, so how do you handle situations with non-co-founders when you discuss the startup before launching? For example, you talk to a friend or coworker about the idea well before deciding to join Launchpeer. You bounce ideas, but the concepts and ideas came from you at all times. You would share your thoughts about it and get some feedback. Now that you're launching, can they claim co-founder status? Should you even bring it up or feel forced to bring it up? Um, to how, even though they were just a sounding board for ideas and your enthusiasm. If you do, should you ask for half of the fee cost? Can they still argue about being a founder and not share in the cost? I feel like I've been talking about this idea for a very long time and to other colleagues, but now that it is starting to be real, real, I'm worried someone will come out of the woodwork and try to stake a claim on the throne. Hey, so great question and honestly, a totally legitimate concern. Um, you know, founders in the early days when they're just starting out, um, it's very normal to be concerned about your idea, you know, uh, and kind of want to send an NDA or some sort of agreement to basically everybody to make sure that your idea is protected. I, so I, I, I get that uh, mentality. But in, in this situation here, just the way that it was described, there's really nothing that you have to worry about. Um, you know, and the problem with this topic is we always hear the worst kinds of stories, you know, in in books that were written or in movies that are made or just things like that, right? Well, when you're building a early stage startup, there's what is right and what is legal, <laughs> you know? And a lot of times there's a lot of gray area in between those two things. You're just covering those things. And so it can be a little bit rough trying to determine uh, what is the right way to protect my idea and also to kind of make sure I maintain these relationships with people that I've already been talking to my, you know, talking to about my idea. The thing that I'll say here is on the legal side of things, you have nothing to worry about. Okay. It doesn't sound like any legal documentation was created. It doesn't sound like you hopefully have had any messaging back and forth that was written out, uh, whether it was, you know, text messages or emails saying like, oh, we're going to start this thing together or things like that. Even though that those might not be legal contractual documents that are signed, uh, you know, saying like, oh, you, you, you're going to own this or I'm going to own this or we're going to work on this together. Those can still be used against you if you have them where you're saying like coming to some sort of arrangement where we are going to be partners or we're going to be co-founders or we're going to build this thing together. Those, you know, if taken into court and a lawyer looked at those things, you would have a little bit more of an issue trying to prove that like you're, they, they had no involvement in working on this at all, right? Um, the other thing that could get you in trouble legally uh, outside of having a, like a formally written document saying that like, oh yeah, we're going to work on this thing together is somebody who you're talking to or working with showing proof that they built something for you, right? So like, let's say for example, uh, you build your website, you are the one who built the website, but this person that you're talking to is the one who has the hosting for the site in their name, right? Because even though you don't have any formal documentation saying that you're co-founders, 
just that part alone, like they could use that and say like, well, of course we work on this together. The hosting's in my name or, you know, I signed up for the website. They signed up for the hosting provider or something small like that, or I bought the domain name. And so that obviously like, you know, common law or just, you know, unspoken written rules, right. Is like, that shows that I've been involved in this. Is that true? You know, a, it just depends on the scenario, right? And it, it's obviously not a legal written document, you know, document. So you could win in court. You might not be able to win in court. Um, but in this scenario, it doesn't sound like you have any of those things. It's really just that you've been bouncing ideas off of different people, which is incredibly normal. And so from the sound of this, it doesn't seem like from a legal perspective, you have anything to worry about. Now let's cross over into the murky waters of like, what's the right thing to do. And even in this situation that you described here, uh, there, it doesn't sound like there was ever any even verbal arrangement made that we're going to be partners or co-founders or we're going to work on this thing together, you know, because if, if this situation, if I, if that was true, every founder who quote builds in public, and that happens actually quite a bit. Now, if you go on Twitter, there's a huge community of entrepreneurs who build their startups in public. They like bounce ideas off of the Twitter universe, they're telling people what features they're going to roll out, asking people to try out different things. I mean, man, could you imagine if this is, you know, bouncing ideas off of people that kind of uh, constituted some sort of arrangement in terms of co-founder status or paying or equity or whatever, all of those founders would probably have dozens, if not hundreds of people who reply to their posts on Twitter, opting in for that. Right? Um, but those are very different things like building a startup with someone is a lot different than building a startup and asking feedback from someone, right? And I'm an entrepreneur too, so I ask for feedback from people all the time, you know? And that's a great thing to do, whether it's my wife or people that I know, friends of mine, even the founders who are going through the program here at Launchpeer. Like I, I ask for ideas constantly and I'm thinking about what to change or what features to add or what things to do within the platform all the time. And I never, am worried because I never cross over into the territory of, hey, you know, we're going to make this a formal arrangement where, you know, you're going to have some sort of stake in the company, right? I've never crossed that line. Uh, and I, I never even really had to even think carefully about whether or not I should or should not cross that line because it's never even come to mind before. You know, it was always just bouncing ideas off of people. Now, that being said, regardless of whether or not you you know, like are safe about not talking about your idea in terms of like a partnership type thing and you're just getting feedback, you will still have people come out of the woodwork and try to latch on to whatever success that you have. You know, it's going to matter. It's going to happen no matter what. Every startup out there, if you start reaching some level of success, you're going to get to a point on your journey where people are going to want to glom onto that success. You know, it could be people who you just had conversations with early on. It could be people who helped you a little bit along the way. It could be people who maybe you started off as co-founders and then the relationship broke down and then you start becoming successful and then they try to come back into the fold. That stuff's going to happen no matter what. And the thing that you need to do is you need to just understand that one, that will happen. And two, just be ready for it. You know, like be ready for that to happen. Make sure that when you do end agreements with, you know, co-founders that you have some written documentation showing that you did it, you know, it, you have to make sure that when you 
have a contractor or freelancer do work for you, you have a written agreement saying that like this is the nature of the agreement. Like I'm hiring you to do this task. Th that's it. This is how much I'm paying for it. Done. Or, you know, if it's a freelancer who you're even having take, let's pretend, and I don't recommend this, but you have a freelancer or somebody out there who's doing something for equity because you just have to have that do that, then make sure that it's very clear in written documentation exactly what the del deliverable is from their side and exactly what you were providing them from your side. That way in the future, they can't say, well, we did all this work and we were promised that we were going to get you know, all of these things in the future when you know that those conversations never happened. But now there's this murky area of like, well, nothing's really written down. So as a judge or as a lawyer, I have to kind of figure out now what's what, which which can be very difficult and and hard for anyone. And it's a situation you don't want to be in because even if things work out in your favor, if it's murky, it means there's a good chance that it's going to go at some point like in the legal system. And even if you win, it's still going to be annoying, costly, uh, time-consuming. It's just going to take up way more brain space than it really needs to. Uh, so you just want to make sure that you play it safe. But in this situation here where it's like you're just having conversations with people to get feedback, I wouldn't worry about it. Now, if... So one of the questions was like, uh, if they come to you, or no, if should you feel the need to go to them and even bring it up? The, my answer is absolutely not, okay? As long as you didn't like promise anything about being a co-founder or promise anything about being a partner or anything like that, no, you shouldn't feel any responsibility to go to them. All you were doing is getting feedback. It would be no different than somebody asking you, hey, what clothes should I wear on Saturday night, right? No difference. It's just a different topic. That's it. Um, but if you do have that person come to you and say, hey, you know, I want to be a part of this, like we've had a lot of conversations about it, yada, 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 you have to just figure out a human way of just politely declining that because you're, it's going to happen in the future too. So you have to say something along the lines of like, hey, look, I valued all the feedback you've given me at this point. Like it's been great bouncing ideas off of you. I'm not really in a place right now where we're looking to bring on a partner or a co-founder or anything of that nature. Like I'm just really heads down, like putting the work in, trying to figure this out. If in the future I ever need someone to help me out with X, Y, Z, like I'll let you know. But right now it's just like, we're just kind of pushing forward, you know, and that's it. You don't have to feel any like obligation to do it. You don't have to get anything in writing. But if it ever escalates past that point where they start becoming very adamant, then that's the point where you probably want to talk to counsel, you know, talk to a lawyer, talk to a legal advisor. You don't have to hire someone, just like ask them for advice and say like, hey, what would you do in this situation? Most of them will just tell you, hey, you don't have any obligation to this person. You know, if at some point the harassment that they're doing, if it escalates to that. It, the harassment that they're doing, if you want, we can send a cease and desist letter to them and just kind of get them to stop. Um, but if it hasn't escalated to that point, don't make it more serious than it is. You know, like if you're successful, people are going to want to be a part of it. You know, take that, be excited about it, be happy that people want to be a part of it. That's great. If you want to bring them on, awesome. If you don't, just figure out a good way to politely turn them down, say that your head's down working on other stuff, and that's totally okay. But from a legal perspective here, from the situation that was described, you have absolutely nothing to worry about.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. If you have your own question you want to get answered on the show, just visit launchchat.com and send us your question either anonymously or let us know who you are so we can shout you out on the show. Also, leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast host you listen to us on. It definitely helps us spread the word about the podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode.